1: Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Anna Hawkin. I'm your host and the Ministry Lead here at Parenting for Faith. Uh, But I am not going to be doing very much today. More about that in just a moment. I hope you had a good weekend uh, and uh, powering through into the week. I've just had a child sent home from school because the pipes are frozen. So we're doing the uh, working and homeschooling. So many COVID flashbacks, lockdown flashbacks, I have to say. Um, So I hope you are keeping warm where you are and you're excited for today's episode. We're talking today about what if I'm the church leader or training to be a church leader or my spouse is a church leader, all those things people have very different views on it don't they um and it might depend whether you're a church leader child or a church leader parent but some people think Woo-hoo, these kids they have so much exposure to church and God and parents you know loads of stuff about him and know how important it is and they are set uh, they have got everything they need for a great relationship with God and then there are some other people who think oh no that's an awful lot of pressure it's a lot of seeing the inside workings of church and working with people who are not perfect and sometimes some things that are messy oh no they're bound to find it hard to connect with God and walk away and rebel and do their own thing and uh, I don't think either of those things has to be the full story Um, elements of them can be true at points but we do want to say that if you're a church leader any description and that includes children's youth and family leaders as I say if you're training or those sort of things as well. It is a unique parenting context and we would love to support you to help your family to thrive, not just survive, but to do really well, to meet and know God for themselves um, and yeah, just have a great time in that context. But it is a little bit different and not everyone gets it and we understand that. So we're going to be hearing first today from our brand new team member, Lucy Rycroft, Some of you may know Lucy from the Hopefield family or already read emails from her and seen her social media posts. Um, But she's going to share some thoughts on this. Well, introduce herself first and then just share some thoughts as a church leader child and a church leader spouse. So she's wearing a couple of hats there. Then we're going to hear from Rihanna Rourke, who is the church leader who delivers our parenting as a church leader day, which is coming up on the 6th of February. There is still time to book, but not very long. We'll pop a link in the show notes. Do, if you can, please, 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 please make time to come to that. And then we're going to move on to, oh, and Rihanna, I should have said, is a church leader and her husband is a church leader as well so they are raising three kids in two different church contexts which is really interesting so I wanted some thoughts from her and a little bit about the day and then we're going to hear from Rachel Turner who wrote the parenting as a church leader book and filmed the course and has just researched into this and I wanted to get a bit of a behind the scenes view of why she did this and kind of what she found in her research and then I cheekily and a bit sneakily, asked her for a, the kind of the York Notes guide. I really would urge you, if you're able to, to either get the book or come along to our day on the 6th of Feb. And um, But if that's really impossible, um, I do still want you to go away from this episode as a church leader feeling like, okay, I've got some concrete things that I can work with and I can put into practice in my family. So she just talks through kind of the four main things that we cover in the course and the book um, and gets you thinking about what that might look in your family like like in your family. So hopefully that gives you something uh, to go away with. And then as usual, we'll have a question to spark an interesting conversation with your child. Enjoy the episode over to Lucy.
0: Hey, everyone. My name's Lucy Rycroft, and I'm new to the team here at Parenting for Faith. My role is digital marketing. So I do things like social media, emails, behind the scenes on this podcast, and basically anything that helps get the word out about what we do through digital means. Before coming to Parenting for Faith, I worked as a Christian parenting blogger at my blog, The Hope-Filled Family, and I know a few of you already from there, so it's lovely to see some familiar faces on social media, and I'm really looking forward to getting to know more of you this year as I uh, carry out my role. I wear a few different hats in life, as I'm sure you do too. Um, I'm working for BRF, for Parenting for Faith, at the moment. Um, I'm also a mum of four children aged between 8 and 13, Uh, they arrived by birth and adoption. I'm a school governor, I lead a mums group at our church and I'm also a vicar's wife for my sins. (laughs) My husband Al leads a couple of churches here in York and so I've been a ministry wife for well over a decade. And before then, I was a vicar's daughter because my dad was a vicar when I was growing up. So, I've seen it from both sides. And I've got to tell you that when I read Rachel Turner's book, Parenting as a Church Leader, it honestly felt as if she had kind of got into my head and knew exactly what I was thinking, exactly what my concerns and worries were, and was just speaking straight into them. It was really good. And in addition to that, there was so much in the book that I'd never even thought of, you know, maybe stages we hadn't yet reached with our children and lots and lots of things for me to consider. It really was a book of very practical wisdom, you know, really deep thoughts to get stuck into, but also real practical ideas as to what that looks like in real daily life. So I really appreciated the book, but I do appreciate that not everybody has time to read a whole book, which is why I'm super excited about the Parenting as a Church Leader Day that we're running on February the 6th and it's online so anyone can access it. It's designed to fit in with school hours, 9.30 to 2.30. So it's perfect for those of us who are dashing off to the school run at the start and end of the day. You might be thinking, oh, can I really afford a day to this? Well listen, it's quicker than reading the book, okay? And maybe not as full as reading the book, but you're gonna get all the best bits of the book. It's gonna be an absolutely packed full day of really, really good stuff, crammed full of wisdom and helpful stuff to help you on your way. And you know what? I always think when I think to myself, Oh, I don't really have time for this, I don't really have time for that, I kind of think, well, look, we make time for things we think are important, don't we? And Is my child's spiritual life, is that something that I think is important? Yes, it is. So I will do whatever I can to try and nurture their faith and protect them as well from the goldfish bowl like uh, context that we're in, uh, being a vicar's family. And I just think this is a, a brilliant day and I think it's gonna help you guys. I'm really looking forward to it. I know it's gonna help me. It's gonna be a great refresher of some of the things I read in the book. So I hope you can come along and I can't wait to see you there.
1: So you've been doing parenting, you've been presenting parenting as a church leader uh, a few times now. You've done it a couple of times. Um, What do you like about doing that?
2: Yeah, um, I think what I really like about doing that is seeing the difference at the end of the day that it's made in people's lives. And you can actually, um, particularly on Zoom, when you can see people's faces, you can see those light bulb moments of people going, oh, that's going to transform my parenting and my leadership. Um, and it's just such a wonderful moment. It, I mean, it, maybe it feels a bit like a um, an intimate moment where you're kind of like in that experience with them, but mm. just great to see that. Um.
1: And there's nothing quite like it, is there? I don't know about you, but I haven't found anywhere else where I felt so seen of... This is what it's like to be in leadership and to have children and to be wearing both those hats at the same time.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, It's definitely one of the the similar themes that I've come across in Parenting for Faith is having people go, oh, you've experienced that, too. Me, too. I thought I was the only one. Um, Parenting and leadership can be quite lonely. um, And so to hear other people share similar stories or going through similar challenges is just really encouraging.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And you tick all the boxes. So you are a church leader. You're a church leader spouse because you're married to a church leader in a different church. So whole other perspective. And you're a parent three times over. <laughs> so when you're delivering this parenting as a church leader course, what is it for you personally that you found helpful or has been relatable to your experience? Uh.
2: Definitely. I think it was some of the challenges of actually letting them have their own, letting my kids have their own autonomy, their Mm. stories are their stories. And because we, both me and my husband are in such a public view in, as you said, multiple um, different places, uh, the kids are very much on show as well. So letting them have their own space, their own autonomy, especially as they become teenagers is really important to them so that was one of the biggest things that came out for us is to let them do that um, and share their stories when they're ready if they're ready they might not want to
1: yeah in the same way that if you're not the leader's kid or your parents not a public figure you don't have to the whole world doesn't have to know about your life yeah yeah great and obviously church leaders are super busy anyone listening to this already has 57 million things on their to-do list And, um, yeah, I just wanted to ask what you'd say to a church leader who is like, there is no way I can make space in my calendar for this. I've got so many important things. Um, Yeah. What would you say to them?
2: I'd say make it a priority. It will change the way that you do leadership and parenting. Um, I think often we feel like we've got to put all the leadership stuff first and our family can come second, whether we want them to or not. Um, this is your opportunity to put them first and to um, invest in creating a culture in your home where um, leadership and parenting aren't at odds with each other but can work
1: together fantastic thank you so much So I've got Rachel Turner with me here now. So Rachel researched and wrote the Parenting as a Church Leader book and recorded the videos for the Parenting as a Church Leader course that you've heard mentioned there. Um I wanted to ask you, Rachel, why did you bother? No one else has written a book about parenting as a church leader. What, what made you interested in it? And what did you find?
3: Okay. First of all, I'm not the only one who has ever thought of this stuff, but uh, there have been people all over the world who think about it and organizations, but I I was wanting to look at the specific parenting context, because I think um, there's a lot of fear that we have sometimes around parenting as a church leader. It feels like a a big unknown, and uh, particularly if we don't know what our lives are going to look like when we're church leaders and how that will impact the family we have and the family we might have in the future. Uh, it And for some of us, having been children of church leaders. And so we're looking back on our past and trying to figure out who we want to be and what is inevitable as part of the job and what is something we can control. And I think I kept having conversations with church leaders um, who had the same questions. And as someone who is passionate about church leadership, and I just love church leaders and want to see um, all church leaders find the joy and peace of the calling that God has on them. I thought that's one small thing that I can contribute to church leadership is uh, taking some time to research um, what it looks like to raise children in a ministry context. And uh, what are the things that wise people all around the world have done to help their family flourish in this scenario? So I did some research. I did loads of reading i did loads of interviewing people and uh and interviews and statistics and surveys and i just sat down and and tried to pull out from people's stories and people's experiences what are the four main things that help children and families flourish in this ministry context because i do feel god has called us to flourish within ministry, not just survive it. And I think it's really important that we um, cling to that calling of uh, being great parents and great leaders at the same time. So uh, that's why I did it was because I, I wanted to have a, a positive a positive book that isn't just about when it goes wrong, but a positive book that says, here are the ways to help you flourish. Um, and that's that's why I landed on that. Love it.
1: Now you've mentioned there that there are four, you came up with four different things kind of as a result of that research. Now I'm not asking for the York notes guide, but can you give us a little bit of a preview? What are those four things? And yeah, a little, a little bit of a taster.
3: Um, Yeah, I wanted to stay away from do's and don'ts because I find those exhausting and slightly terrifying and another thing to beat myself with as a parent. So uh, I really wanted to look at what things our children need from us? What are the four things that we can provide for our kids to create that environment for them to flourish and for us to enjoy being a parent in? So the four things are the um, the first thing that our kids need to feel connected to us. So the first one is emotional connection, which is, uh, I know seems really obvious because as parents we all love our kids but there's a difference between having affection for our kids and loving our kids and our kids knowing that they're loved and building a proactive emotional two-way connection that enables communication it enables joy it enables discipleship and that is something that we need to proactively develop with our children is this way of communicating in two ways so that our kids not only know that they're loved but know how to have those deep emotional connections and conversations that need to happen when we're trying to navigate ministry. And so the book talks about how we build that emotional connection and maintain that emotional connection throughout um, the season. Uh, We also talk about the different hats that we feel like we have to hold and uh, how sometimes we feel like uh, we have our church leader hat on and then we have our parent hat on and it can be really tiring to keep swapping them out. And what that does to our kids when we're busy swapping hats all the time and how we can just hold one hat, one calling rather than feeling so uh, trapped into the hat swaps. And so there's a lot of practical stuff around our kids feeling connected to us and how we proactively build connection in our schedules, and our time and in the ways we interact as family. Uh, The second thing is that we, our kids need to feel prioritized. Uh, That doesn't mean they have to be prioritized uh, in terms of time. It doesn't mean that your kids get all the time they want, but it means they need to feel safety in their priority in your life. And so it's not about necessarily work work-home balance. Um, yeah, there's some of that, but it's it's much more about how do we help our kids know that they don't have to compete with the congregation for our attention? How do we help manage those expectations of the congregation and the needs of our family and how we help our kids feel their strength of place and their safety uh, in the place of our affections, our hearts, and that their needs are being seen and delighted in and met. And uh, that takes quite a lot of um, thought, not loads of it. It's not a precise thing, but um, when we have that in our heads, it can be so helpful to help our kids. So even if you only do those two things, if you help build proactive connection in the midst of your ministry and And change the way we look at ministry life as being separate, but figuring out how to do one calling and helping our kids feel connected in that and help them feel prioritized in our lives so that we can make choices based on our kids' security and safety and how we can communicate to them about the needs of work and the needs of them without them feeling insecure. That's massive for our kids. Uh, The other two things are the third thing is we need to help our kids feel covered. Um, there is an exposure as you know as a church leader. Um, when you're there you're sort of in a goldfish bowl, everyone's watching you, everyone's seeing you, everyone's watching you parent and that can be very exposing to a child and to um, your feeling of how you parent. And so um helping our kids feel covered, giving them the gift of the shadows, the privacy to grow and develop and make mistakes and be, first a congregation member, rather than first a church leader's kid, um, can be really important to their feeling about church and their integration into the church community. Uh, And so we talk about how we can cover them, cover their information, cover their privacy, cover their exposure, and uh, and how we then as adults cope with the stresses and strains of parenting while people are watching and what that does to us and what that does to our parenting and how we make those choices. Uh, and the fourth thing is helping our kids feel empowered in their own faith um, because their faith journey is their own faith journey. Their faith journey isn't the ideal model of what children should be like Uh, They're going to go on their own thing, and they need us as parents to actually parent them for faith, and they need us to help them find their own place in church uh, so that they can go on their private journey of life with God. And that requires us to not just think as a church leader, but as a parent and find those skills to be a parent who's helping our kid walk their journey of faith and a parent helping them find their place in a church that they love so that they can have a lifetime of a church community that is beyond us as a family. And so those are the four things and there's loads of details in that of how we do that. But if our kids can feel connected, uh prioritized, covered and empowered then uh, we can really give them a great place to flourish within church family. And there's such concrete
1: things to come back to. I love that you did actually remember them all. You had me nervous there <laughs> for a minute that you were going to forget. That was great. <laughs> I wanted to ask you one final thing, which is just about this time of year. So we're recording this in January and we've all just survived or not Christmas. Christmas is mental for everyone, but for church leaders and church leader families, it's just next level bonkers. We all know that. Um, And there was a lot of illness this year. There's the whole cost of living thing. There's a lot of other stuff going on. I just wondered if you had any reflections for church leader parents right now maybe looking back at how Christmas was this year and and thinking about the future as well
3: I think one thing we found really helpful in in families who are in ministry is is to look back because because we often are just like we survived that and now oh Easter's coming and we're just sort of in a in a what's next mode and uh, sort of writing the the waves of ministry seasons. And uh, one thing that we found really important in ministry families is to talk about how things are going and how it went and what we would want to do differently, because then it gives us um, a sense of calling and purpose as a family. So not just, well, Christmas is always tough, boy, I'm glad we made it through that, but to sit down and say, all right, we've, we've, we've emerged out of the other side. Um, But our, our goal as a family is to not just just handle hard times well but to you know be a family who love each other and are connected to each other where everyone feels valued and heard and listened to and um, and that we got the time together we needed so let's look back at christmas how was christmas how did we like how it happens what were your favorite bits of christmas what were the bits of christmas that you really felt connected to god and what were the bits of christmas that you really thought i love our family tradition of this um, was there a time where we felt that we were disconnected as a family was there a time where um, we wished we had made different choices what were those why were those choices is there a time that you felt um, that you were missing out on the Christmas stuff that we always love and why was that what can we do differently next Christmas to make sure we have that and so that us as a family are saying that we're a team who choose how we do life and choose how we interact with all of this and and let's let's make some thoughts about next year because it's important that we talk about what happened in the past whether it's grieving or celebrating and all of that in between and making adjustments for next year that's the healthy way of handling all of this and therefore it enables um it enables the good and the bad to be talked about in a healthy way with us all on the same page rather than our kids having to come up with a stress to then confront parents with to say you weren't around and, and if we let if we let the questions build up then it spills out in emotion. If we make conversation part of our lives, then nothing ever builds up to overspill because we're saying we want to walk healthy relationships and life as a family together. So sit down and be like Christmas review. Let's figure it out. And what do we like? and What do we don't like? And let's definitely do that next time. And um, terrible idea. I'm never signing up for those two again. Or if so, I want us all to do something at midnight, you know, and to, to plan that. Um, so that we're a team sorting it out together.
1: That's so helpful. Thank you. Ministry leader parents, we are here for you. We love you. We see you. We want to support you. Um, So do reach out and get that we've got loads of stuff on our website lots of things in our facebook community which is just for church leaders you do need to answer a few questions there we want to check that it is just church leaders uh, that's to us trying to keep people safe not just being nosy i mean a little bit of being nosy but uh so that's available you can also book on to the next parenting as a church leader day which is on the 6th of february the link will be in the show notes um or buy the book and read it that would be great thank you so much rachel thanks for having me And as usual, we've got a question to ask your child to spark an interesting conversation. There is no right answer, um, but we hope you have a great conversation out of it. This week, it's this. What helps you feel connected to me? What helps you feel connected to me? Have a great conversation. We'll be back next week. Bye.